Hello, and welcome to episode number 41 of the Slow Home Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke McCallery, and uh, this is my co-host, Benjamin McCallery. Welcome to 2016. Woo-hoo. We've got a cracking podcast prog- Pog-past? Pog-past for you uh, listeners today. I think we should just get straight into it. Let's do it. How was your uh, break? We took a quite a. We did. Break. We took a month. A month, pretty yeah. much. A month off. Almost exact. Uh, and it was delightful. Mm. It's exactly what we needed, I think. Um, you know, I took time offline, two solid weeks offline, which was awesome. Really, just like rejuvenating and um, exactly, exactly what I needed. Yeah, absolutely. What did you end up doing for Christmas and New Year? I like that you're asking me like you weren't with me. <laughs> uh, we had a really nice Christmas. It was pretty laid back. We had family here on Christmas Day and family here on Boxing Day. And then we went away for a week or so at the beach and had a such a delicious, relaxing New Year's Eve. Played cards, watched some fireworks, sat up and drank some wine and drank some scotch and watched a U2 concert because <laughs> we're heaps interesting. Bizarre, bizarre. We, that wasn't our intention. We, we had um, invited some friends up to stay with us, but uh, unfortunately their little ones got quite sick, so uh, they spared us the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the possibility of our kids getting sick and us getting sick. So we, we had a super quiet New Year's, but... Um, um, I'm glad we did. In, oh, it was, in, in a way. yeah. I mean, it would have been nice to hang out with them, but um, it was really like a, a bonus amount of quiet downtime and just family time, which was, uh, in hindsight, exactly what we needed, I yeah. think. which enabled us to make quite big decisions. <laughs> we, <I think>. did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah, we were, um, I don't know, it's been something that we've spoken about for a long time, but mm. uh, we... I've bought a yoga mat. You bought a yoga mat. Big decisions, 2016. Yep. Yeah, huge. <laughs> we were sitting down at the breakfast table, actually, on New Year's Day and not making New Year's resolutions because that's not really our... No, I don't do, I don't do resolutions. Uh, but sort of really sort of opening it up with one another and seeing, you know, what, what's possible this year and... We made the decision that I would uh, quit my job. We did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like, like I said, it's something we've spoken about for quite a long time. It was on the cards, but the time is good. I, don't, I think for a decision like this, there's never a perfect time. No. There's never a time where everything just aligns. You're like, well, of course, there's no risk. Let's jump into it now. There's always, um, you know, questions. There's, there's, times that are worse than others to make a decision like this but i think the time now is as good as it's going to get and we both felt that it was the right call to make at the right time so yeah this year's going to be really exciting really exciting how are you feeling about it uh i'm glad that we made the decision i was able to to then resign and and uh start moving into our business mm-hmm. um 
you know, sent through my four weeks notice, so we've got to work. Yeah, your boss out. is aware of it. Yeah, he's, everyone's aware of it. But um, so it's early stages. But now it's a matter of of um, nose to the grindstone, mm-hmm. I think, to try and. Uh, yeah, you're you're still working. You you haven't finished up yet. You'll finish up in about a month or so. But yeah, yeah, it's um, it's exciting, really exciting. Yeah, <laughs> equal parts daunting and exciting and. As Brooke's saying, you know, I've worked in my field, communications PR, for for a good 12 years. So um, it was time to try something different, and that is making a a full-time foray into the slow living and podcasting and entrepreneurial things. So I won't give too much away right now because we're still sort of developing our our business but um yeah i mean jackrabbit fm does have a role to play in that and this podcast will have a role to play and it's going to be really exciting really exciting it is yeah and i think um part of the the thing that um, part of what got us to that conversation i think was I mean, we don't do resolutions, but New Year is a time that I think both of us and most people in general come to think about what they want. You know, it's usually a time that people have got a little bit of time off work and you can't help but think about what you want the coming year to bring. Mm. And while you can make those decisions anytime, like it's got nothing to do with the calendar, I do think that, that we're more inclined to start thinking about it. So we're sort of resetting, rethinking about what we want life to look like, what we want from life, what we want to give to life, what we, you know, mm. thinking about our why, mm. really. And that's a, a huge part of it because, um, you know, it's going to mean significant changes in terms of lifestyle, but in a lot of ways, but it will allow you to be around more. Exactly. So we've Which got, is huge. There's big milestones this year. I mean, obviously, um, full-time with, with uh, podcasting and, and slow your home, a slow home podcast and Jackrabbit FM. That was one big um, influence. The second influence was both the kids are at school full time now. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be around more so I can. I know we spoke about it just before uh, Christmas about um, helping out more with you and doing volunteer work and so it's just being available rather than having to commute three hours every day um, going into an office I can do more at home and be around more helping Brooke I'm a big fan of that yeah again a huge lifestyle decision yeah yeah exactly and there's the flip side of that as well which is you know that there'll be more um I don't know, the, the the regular paycheck won't be coming in. You know, there'll be um, different constraints on our time and different challenges. Like it's harder to walk away from work when work is in your house. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, when, when that's not – none of that is a surprise to us. It's just um, – yeah, it's going to uh, – look, it's, <laughs> I think we both sound kind of shell-shocked. Uh, we are. Because, <laughs> yeah, because we are. But I, I, I can't wait. I think it's going to be a really exciting year. A decision also wasn't made lightly. No, we've I been mean, talking about we, it. I know we sort of decided to, to push the button during that discussion on, on New Year's Day, but we had been talking about it for 
seemed like a year. Yeah, almost. I'd say about a year. Yeah. yeah so, so it's yeah, it's not like we're making some kind of irresponsible leap. Yeah. It's uh it's it's been well considered. Okay. And I think the thing okay, is Okay, mum and dad. Okay. <laughs> Anyone who loves and cares about us, we're okay, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that sort of shifts us into um the idea of rhythms and kind of recalibrating taking this this time of year to recalibrate and rethink what we want our day-to-day life to look like as well and i know that when this episode comes out um kind of mid mid to late january people will be starting to think through i mean here in australia kids are going back to school and preschool and stuff like that um around this time of year and you start to think about how your days and your weeks are going to look so i thought we might talk a little bit about um, how best to kind of reset and um, create, you know, a day-to-day rhythm that works for for you and what you want out of your day. Um, I have – last year I wrote a post that I think would be really helpful, so we'll link to it in the show notes. And I promise I actually will link to it in the show notes. I haven't been very good at doing that <laughs> last year, so it will be in the show notes. But it's um about recalibrating and revisiting what you want – from your day and what you want from, you know, the way you live this year. And this is just a perfect opportunity to start working that out. So last February, when you wrote this post, we had just gotten back from a pretty big overseas trip. And like this year, there were sort of big changes where our eldest was going to school, um, which freed out more of your time. You had more uh, opportunities to work on the business. So how does how does this year relate back to what you said last year and what's going to change? So last year, I think I set myself some unrealistic goals with these rhythms. Um, I, yeah, yes, we had, you know, our youngest in preschool two days a week um, and our eldest went to school. So I did have a couple of days of work time, but I think I misaligned the amount of work that I wanted to get done, the amount of goals I wanted to kick with the amount of time that I had. So I always felt, not always, most of the time felt like I was on the back foot and I'd set myself up for um, for overwhelm, which I think if anyone you know remembers last year, I kind of had a period of sickness and you know I had to step away from quite a few things that I had intended to, to follow through on last year because I just set myself up for too much work and not enough time. So this year I have more time, but I'm also going to be more realistic about it. And it's it's going to actually, it's going to be quite different. So, you know, you'll be here, we'll be working alongside each other. I'll have a different set of responsibilities work-wise and um, you'll also be able to help out in terms of like the house and the kids and school pickups, that kind of stuff. So it's just going to look different. I think the challenge for us more than anything is um, balance mm. and communicating whose job is what yeah uh you know like that's just a personal thing that's not really applicable to everyone but for us that will be the the main thing and i think the way we're going to do that is to just talk through who's responsible for school drop-offs who's responsible Mm. for Mm. paying the bills who's responsible Mm. for you know vacuuming what i'm gonna have trouble with with the rhythm part is that looking at the first quarter of next this year it's Nothing is is consistent. Yeah, there are so many things happening every month. is is different. So, how do you create a rhythm in in an environment of 
of uncertainty. So I think the best thing to do would just create a morning rhythm. Like your mornings will remain the same. You know, even yeah. if you if you're heading into the city for a meeting, if you're at home working, if you've got to go and do something at school, your mornings will remain the same. So we've already spoken about how we're going to set our mornings up. We're both getting up. I'll get up at five. I'm going to do some journaling, just 15 minutes of like morning pages where I just write constantly for 15 minutes or three pages uh, and I, I don't stop. It's just like a stream of consciousness thing. That helps me a lot. I feel a lot fresher. And then uh, we're going to do yoga together for half an hour every morning, hopefully before the kids wake up, but otherwise they can sit and watch or join in. Uh, and then we start the day. So I think in that regard, you just got some kind of touchstone of routine or rhythm in your morning. And then because your days won't be the same, your weeks won't be the same. It's more about tilting, I think, which is something that I, I find really helpful when I do engage with it. It's sort of a constant thing you need to remind yourself of. Instead of trying to balance between, you know, a home and work all the time and remain balanced, tilt into whatever it is that you're doing. So if you're at home and you need to work, then work and don't feel bad about the fact that something else isn't happening. And then when you need to be paying attention to home stuff or family or whatever, tilt into that. So it's not so much a, um, you know, a regular routine which is why i don't call it a routine i call yeah. it a rhythm yeah it's it's sort of tilting and flexing and and moving with the flow of life because life is not typically day-to-day the exact same thing okay so we've just got through christmas and new year where mm-hmm. we have collated quite a lot of stuff yep so any do you have any sort of advice for people that are in a similar circumstance because i think one of people's New Year's resolutions is to look at um, decluttering. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think, one I think one of the common things to do this time of year. So what's a good starting point for people looking to declutter their homes? Again, I think it's sort of the idea of resetting. Um, we tend to do it a couple of times a year where we reset our level of stuff. And, you know, a certain level of stuff seemed like a good idea six months ago and we we kind of recalibrate to what we need and we realize that despite the fact that we thought we'd got rid of all our excess, there is still more to go. And I think that's just part of simplifying. It's an iterative process. It takes time and it just takes time to unpack your relationship to your things and, um, you know, time to unpack what that looks like for you because there's no, like, perfect one answer. Uh, but I think if that's something that you're looking to to do and incorporate into 2016, you know, simplifying, getting rid of some of the excess, um, start out slowly. I think the tendency for a lot of people, and we were exactly the same, was to go gung-ho and try and declutter the entire garage in, you know, one go. And that's not going to happen. That's not a thing that you can do because – A, it's a huge space. B, you'll get overwhelmed. And that's what we would do. We would go in, you know, this is it. This is the day that we declutter the garage. We'd walk in, boxes of just crap everywhere. And we'd start shifting through. And we're like, oh, we don't need any of this. We don't need this. We'd make our piles, you know, donate, give away, keep, throw away. And we'd just keep adding to those piles. And then we'd open another box and feel kind of overwhelmed because that box might have, I don't know, something sentimental in it. And you would kind of look at this space and this mess that you'd created and feel completely overwhelmed 
shove it all back in the box and close the door and, you know, we'd try it again in a month. It wasn't until I started really small, like my handbag, the car, the entryway to our home, kitchen drawers, those really little things that you can get done in 15 minutes or less that I started to see results and then I started to get momentum and I felt confident that, A, we didn't need this stuff. I didn't miss any of it. Uh, and B, that like, I had the ability to do it. So I think I would recommend try like maybe try and make space in your rhythm to do that. If you give yourself 10 minutes a day or half an hour on a weekend to work through one area, you'll actually make more progress than if you, you know, left it until spring, for example, and tried to clean out everything all at once. Awesome. What about toys yeah because the kids have over christmas obviously got themselves quite a few new things Mm -hmm. Uh, and how is it best to approach that with them knowing full well that we can't have just you know more and more toys in the house um i mean this is not helpful for right now but i always do a clean out in december Mm -hmm. Um, of the kids' toys and also before a birthday or something like that. But we've spoken to our kids from the beginning, from, you know, when they're able to kind of understand, which is maybe four-ish, that um, they can only have a certain amount of toys. They've got space for their toys. And once that space is full, they need to to think about what they want to let go of. Um, We have pretty open, like open for, you know, having a conversation with a five or a six-year-old, but about, um, you know, what is enough and the fact that there's kids who don't have any toys and, you know, constant wanting and getting of new toys is, you know, not necessarily a, a good thing and it costs money and that money is stuff is money that we could use for experiences and holidays and things like that. So um, I don't know if that's helpful. So you pre, you've pre-thought of it before. That's yeah. the best way to do it well, rather than after. Yeah, but, I mean, I know it. a lot of people – now we're going, well, that's not helpful because I need to do something with the toys that our kids got have got, you know, over Christmas. So in that case, I do something called like a packing party mm. um, where essentially I will put away, I'll go through the kids' toys, sometimes when they're with me, sometimes when they're not, uh, things that they haven't played with for a while. Um, and I'll put them away in a box and put the, put the box in the linen cupboard for three, four months. And if the kids haven't asked for anything out of that, then I donate everything in that box uh, because they haven't missed it. They don't need it. Um, And that has worked really well. I think I've done it three or four times now and maybe two things our kids have asked for and the rest they haven't missed. So, And, I mean, the other thing is, um, I don't know how to say this without sounding harsh, if they miss something, so what? I know, good. You know, um our kids want for nothing honestly mm. i don't mean that they're you know they're spoiled or they're they're showered with stuff but mm. in the grand scheme of things they want for absolutely nothing so yeah. it's okay if they don't have the thing that they say they want right now because chances are that thing will change in a week um or a day or if they ask about something that you've put away and uh, don't necessarily immediately go and grab it see if they ask for it again because i think it's okay if if kids um you know, feel hard done by sometimes because mm. they're really not and you're not damaging them at all yeah. by, you know, getting rid of some of their stuff. So just getting back to rhythms. Yep. Now, and we haven't 
made a call out to for people to send through questions because we're recording this early in the new year and we just assumed that these are some of, are some of the questions that people may be asking relevant to this time of year. So uh, if you'd like for future episodes to send through uh, questions, please do so via the blog or just connect with Brooke via social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook, Facebook or Twitter. Or Twitter and send those uh, questions through. Hashtag hostful. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, so in light of our pretty crazy first quarter and most likely entire 2016, where each month we've got, we've got quite a lot going on, people probably ask, how is this slow? How are you, how are you actually practicing what you're preaching here? Because it doesn't sound like you are living a slow, more slow, intentional life. It feels more hectic and full and crazy town. What's what's your spin on that? Um, it's a it's a good question actually, and I had quite a few people contact me last year as I tried new things and launched new things, and ultimately had to stop doing new things because I had committed myself too heavily. Um, but people would often say this, you know. Uh, you you talk about slow and in lots of areas of your life you maintain that, but it seems like you want to keep adding. You know, you're always looking for something new and exciting to do, which is true and that is that is my personality. Um, I think there's two things that I kind of keep in mind about that. The first is something that Carl Honoré said um, way back in one of our first episodes. He spoke about the fact that you can be fast, you can love the adrenaline of a deadline or a fast-paced life and still be slow. You can still live slowly, which is basically what he does. He's a You listen to him. He's a fast Fast talking. Fast talker, fast thinker, fast mover. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's, he loves fast paced sports and things like that. He's a fast guy. He lives in London and he loves the city. Yeah. That's not incompatible with slow. Because slow is, well, because I think slow is a, a mindset. Right. It's um, it's it's how you choose to engage with those things. So you can be, um, you know, full ball into a project and just head down and working towards a deadline and still be slow because you're putting your. That's where your attention is. I think it's more about mindfulness and at- attention and you know being present and being all in rather than necessarily doing everything slowly. It's not it sounds like a paradox, but it's not necessarily mm. about speed, I don't think. Mm. I really like that because we live in a in a world where everything is is immediate mm. and everything's done if if it's done it faster, people presume it's done in a better way. Um, you know, if the computer has a faster processing speed that means it's better. So everything in our lives is geared towards fast and immediate. So to come at things on the flip side and and think about genuine, intentional and doing things slower, it adds a nice counterbalance Mm -hmm. to everything. Yeah, Because you're actually, you're you're putting your mindset at odds with all the other things that are happening and you just start questioning things more and more. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that's where the slow part of slow living comes from is actually you, you just question everything that you're doing. Exactly. So purpose. often fast is not good quality either. In, mm. you know, so yeah. it's, it's a matter of not 
so much talking about the speed of it, but the quality of it as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's where things like slow food and travel and stuff come into mm. it. Cause you go deep, you go quality, you go, you know, you're really paying attention to what the what route is you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think, um, you know, that's part of my, my response to that. You can, you can be fast. You can, cause I love having a project. I love having a new thing that I'm working on. I love being passionate about things like that. That's my personality. Yeah, because your personality is at, at odds with yeah. slow living, really. Which is actually something I realized this past year. Um, my Yeah, my personality is not naturally inclined to slow living at all. Mm. But because of that, I actually benefit from it enormously. Like, I don't, I don't um, tend towards it naturally, but I need it personally. Uh, so that's... You know, that's where I think that the balance comes in for me as well between fast and slow. And I think the other thing to keep in mind is that this year, while yes, we're starting something new and the first, at least the first quarter of the year is going to be really full on, um, it's going to look different because my constraints are different and you'll be around more and we'll be able to work on things together. It's not like I'm trying to to kind of lone wolf it and do everything myself. Yeah, because we're treating this first quarter as the sort of test of whether we could actually do this yeah yeah and the other thing to keep in mind is we yes um we enjoy being busy we enjoy you know projects and and all that kind of stuff we also do have a whole heap of slow in our life like if you look at the way our family runs we're really intentional the time that we spend together we have lots of downtime on the weekends we have no problem with switching off over the weekend or taking a week off and going and spending time together um, you know, we have naps and movie nights and happy days and um, days at the beach and that kind of stuff. Like we don't uh, – it's not it's not all one way, I think. We, we work really hard when we have to and we make it count, but we're pretty good, I think, at switching off most of the time. I think it's less the activity, like going to the beach and going for a bushwalk and happy days – I think it's more the, the fact that we've set aside times in our week for that to happen. Yeah. I think that that will probably be one of our biggest challenges rhythm-wise, getting back to rhythm. Like we will have work time and I think the only difficult time for us will be once the kids are home mm. in between there and when they go to bed. Mm. It's really important to me that that's not time that, we, that both of us are working one of us, yes. 3.30 to 7.30 every working day will be very difficult. Yeah, and I think that'll just rely on us being super intentional about who's doing what and whether or not it actually has to happen right then. Right then, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's probably one of the, the biggest things rhythm-wise that we'll, we'll have, disrupt. Yeah, and yeah. we'll have to work it out. Like we're, yeah. we're, at the moment, this is all great, but you know it hasn't started yet either, so it'll be interesting to see how that all all relates. But I I honestly think that we can maintain and probably improve our slow living this year, despite the fact that we might actually be busier. Hmm. Hmm. And I don't like the word busy, actually. It's more engaged, I think, would be how I'd put it. And I think we'll use hostfuls this year, for the first half of this year, to, I think, uh, critically analyse how we're doing. (laughs) I think that would be quite interesting for listeners to, to hear about you know, how it, how it's all going in a very honest way. Yeah, but I think I'd still like to answer listener questions. Absolutely. Too, yeah. I just think we devote sort of 15 minutes to yeah, it. Yeah, okay. If people are interested in that, let us know. 
So in the interest of um, new things, okay, <laughs> and we spoke about this, have spoken about this previously uh, in the last podcast, uh, last hostful, and that is a new show, a new Monday show. Yeah, not a new show show, just an additional episode. Sorry, an additional episode. So um, Slow Home Podcast will have two episodes every week released in Australia on Mondays and Thursdays. So um, the new Monday show is centred around... Um, experiments, actually. So I think... Over the last nine or ten months since we launched the show, we've had the like the, the opportunity to chat to some really awesome, inspiring guests and they talk about a whole host of different areas of slow living, most of which we're aware of and many of which we've, you know, incorporated into our lives in a certain to a certain extent. But I think the human human nature is to um, to tell ourselves we're doing a better job at certain things than we actually are. So I the the, the main reason that we wanted to start these experiment uh, shows is to really mindfully engage with a particular behavior, like a slow living behavior, something that a guest has spoken about, something that we've always wanted to, to try, but engage with it for a whole month and see, first of all, you know, how it impacts our life, if at all, good or bad, and also to see how much of it we were actually doing or how much of it we weren't doing. Because I think even when we engage a behavior sporadically, we feel like we pat ourselves on the back. And we're like, yeah, I'm doing a really good job of that. If, you, if we have to do it once a day or, you know, every day for a month, we'll get a much better idea of how much of that we, we are actually doing. So I think um, – and plus, there's heaps of things in, in life that we want to continue to improve. So Exactly. Um, that's why we're, we're doing the monthly experiments. Cool. So uh, starting on f- the 1st of February, so Monday the 1st of February will be the first of the episodes um, on the experiment. What are we going to be calling it? Slow Home Experiments? The slow Home Experiments. Hashtag Slow Home Experiments. Yeah. Um, okay, so the first three months, let's talk about that. So – February, we're going to be going no sugar. No sugar, yeah. I think this will be really interesting um, for us. Because it means no alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I I think it will be interesting because it's one of those things where I'm fairly convinced that we do a pretty good job of not eating a whole heap of processed sugar. But I also think that engaging with this for a month will show us that there are a lot of gaps additional yeah there are a lot of exactly so again it's just kind of engaging with the whole idea of changing this behavior mindfully paying attention to this one thing a month and i'm i'm a bit nervous about it Mm. i'm a bit nervous about it but i think it will be i'm excited yeah so am i but i think it'll be interesting to see how um it changes our understanding of our relationship with food as well, particularly for me. I'm a bit of a stress eater. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see how I change those behaviors. Um, You know, and of course I think we'll feel healthier and we'll feel better for it, which is, which is excellent. I I know I keep talking about it, but it's just about being mindful and going back to these behaviors um, and, and really understanding why we're doing things or how often we're doing things and paying attention to it. 
I think that's half the half the issue, just paying attention to it. Stop being mindless about it. Yeah. So, so the first episode's on the 1st of February. We're going to start this month a little bit earlier, so we've got something to talk about on the 1st of February. But there is five Mondays in February where we will provide a weekly update on how we're feeling, what we're eating, what right. we're not eating, <laughs> what our challenges whether we've are. stuffed up, <laughs> what our biggest challenges are. Um, I think, yeah, it'd be, it'd be quite interesting. And it is it is a bit of a fad type thing happening at the moment, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. It's been for quite some time. Yeah, which is fine, fine. Yeah, but, you know, it's not necessarily that we're aligning ourselves with a particular fad. I think no, it's no, just no. that yeah. mindful yeah. thing. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the no. fad of cutting out sugar. I think no. it's fantastic. It'd be interesting to see whether we, we keep on going up post-February mm. post too. If so, you do want to play along with us though, yeah. Um, you can join in on uh, Twitter. I'm at Brooke McCallery on Twitter and you can just hashtag Slow Home Experiment. Um, similarly on Facebook and Instagram. I'm, I'm Brooke McCallery on Instagram and just um, facebook.com, Slow Your Home on Facebook. So, yeah, feel free to you know play along with us and let us know how you're going. I think that will be really fun. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Okay, cool. So what's for, what have we got slated for March? At this stage, we've got um, no screens from 9 p.m. till 9 a.m. and then a 24-hour period over the weekend every week. That's not a good one to do when you're just starting a business. Nope, it's not. <laughs> but that's why I think, yeah, look, um, we'll either fail screamingly. Yeah. yeah <laughs> or or no, we'll, no. we'll... I think it's good. It is, it is a... I actually think it's a really good time to do it. I'm trying to think, like, I don't think that would be a stretch. No, I think the only thing for me will be the sneaky checking of the phone in the mornings. Before nine. Before nine. Mm. Yeah. It just means... I think for me, it'll be social media on the weekends. Okay. Yeah. So, I think that will... I actually think that will be a really good one. Mm. Um, That's something that Sabelle Masterman, one of my friends, um, that's her set up and she tries really hard to keep that 12-hour screen-free time every day and then the 24-hour period on the weekend. So, so the 24-hour period on the weekend could be like lunchtime. noon on, on Saturday to noon on Sunday. Yep. And then because I think actually that, that sounds – I just – thought that it was for 24-7 over the weekend. No, I don't – no. no. I mean, look, couldn't do, that. do it longer if you yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah, but. Yeah. Okay, so now we're into April. April. April will be away. We'll be overseas in April, but we will still go on with an experiment. Um, it's just going to be to meditate every day. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't do that at all. So that's going to be. I think it'll be good. I mean, you can do it between two and five minutes a day. That's all. I'm not talking about sitting down and um, you know meditating for an hour. Mm. I think meditation can be beneficial from as little as two minutes a day. So there's a what few. The, what about yoga? Is that classified as meditation? You can meditate as part of yoga, but... At um, the end of yoga. Yeah. That's when I'm going to do it, I think. Um, mm. I just don't like our chance of doing half an hour of yoga every day on a holiday, that's all. Why? I don't know. Prove me wrong. Sure. <laughs> so anyway, that's the first three months, and we're open to ideas for the remaining nine. Yeah. So if you do have some ideas, why don't you send it through via those channels that Brooke's just spoken about. Um, some ideas that I have... I think smoothies will be quite good to do, mm-hmm. um, a smoothie a day um, for a month. I'd like to do no complaining for a month. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'd like to do, is it touch at once? Mm. I think that would be really difficult for you. Yep. 
It would. I'm a pile maker. Yeah. Anyway, there's some ideas. If you've got some, shoot them through. And, um, yeah, be sure to check us out on Monday starting 1st of February. So that's that's what we've got coming out for you in the next... <laughs> that's an update from us. It is. I hope you guys had a, a really lovely break over Christmas and New Year and have enjoyed the first few weeks of 2016. I hope it's going to be good to you. It's going to be an exciting year. It, it really is. Um, you know, and again, feel free to chat to us on social media. Let us know how your break was and what you've got planned for the year ahead. Mm. Also, uh, hit us up with questions for mm. our next host for, which will be um, in February. And yeah, we're going to be back in your ears next week. Yeah, next week. And, uh, and we'd also just want to thank each and every one of you for listening to this podcast because I don't think we'd, we would have made the decision to start up our own business if people didn't listen to this podcast. It's a huge, huge influence on why we've, we've sort of... Massive. Yeah, so we thank you for listening and we love your feedback. Um, if there's anything you think we can improve, please let us know, but we're really empowered by all the wonderful feedback we get. And... Um, Again, yeah, it's been a huge influence on why we've decided to to you know, make the jump and make the jump make and go of it. Start this journey. So, uh, thank you. If you happen to like this podcast and you haven't already, please rate us on iTunes and uh, a comment would be nice as well. What do people do if they listen on Android? No, I don't know. We really need to be more mindful of that. We do. Um, there are various ways you can listen to this podcast, obviously. You can listen on Stitcher as well. And um, if we're not already, we will certainly soon be available on Google Play, I think it's called, um, and SoundCloud as well. That's all coming shortly. So, But wherever you listen to us, if you would feel inclined, yeah, leave us a rating, a review. That would be tops. And before we go, did you want to give a quick update on Jackrabbit FM? Sure. Will things be up by the time this podcast comes up? No, it will be in within the week. Within the okay. week of this this show coming out, we will be launching um, two new shows, uh, Straight and Curly with Carly Jacobs and Kelly Exeter and um, Let It Be with Kelly Exeter and myself. So they're the first shows that we're launching with Jackrabbit FM. Um, the, the Jackrabbit FM website is live so head over there you can subscribe to the shows so you don't miss anything you can find out a little bit more about what we're doing and why and uh, also the shows that we've got in the pipeline there's some really really fun wonderful shows coming out in the next couple of months so it's um it's been really exciting really wonderful to work with those ladies they're um they're you know productivity geniuses and just fun fun to listen to fun to talk to so the um the new shows I'm really excited about them and I'm excited about what people will think about them. But we're launching both of them with a massive like, launch week. Launch week five at episodes. the end of January. Yep, five episodes in five days for both of them. Just you know to introduce everyone and launch with a bang, and then they'll be weekly shows as well. So we will uh, next week's show. We will link uh, to those shows because by that stage they'll probably be up they and be running up and out. Yep. Thanks, guys. Have a lovely week. This has been another episode of the Slow Home Podcast. 
If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe via iTunes and leave us a rating or a review. Thanks for listening. Jack Rabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.